0: fifth episode special
1: ba, da, 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 da. <laughs> I don't know what that was I liked it yeah Luna
0: liked it Luna mm-hmm. loved it all right hi hey I'm Kelsey I'm Nicole and this is Sex, Sex Drugs, and, and Rococo, of a salacious art history podcast And this is our fifth episode special. Yeah.
1: Nicole, <laughs> <laughs> Nicole what's our fifth episode special? Tell everyone. Oh, oh Luna's <laughs> Luna tail was hitting my chair, but I thought I was breaking the chair. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's not a fifth episode special. the special. special. <laughs> Nicole breaks her chair. Um, <laughs> our fifth episode special, uh, when we were picking our topics, I was like, you just want to do our faves? You want to do our favorite works? That's right. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, so we're
0: going to talk <laughs> about uh, some of our favorite works of art. So mm-hmm. usually our topics are kind of a, a little bit more Just like three, and... four. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I went for this
1: one. Yeah, usually... yeah, Yeah.
0: so our, our batch episode topics are usually a little bit narrow, a little bit more specified of what we're uh, looking at, a mm-hmm. very specific topic, but here we're going to talk about some fun stuff, stuff yeah. that we like, that we think are, is cool Yeah. as artists.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. We're taking a break from uh, genitalia. <laughs> you don't know that. Oh, you don't know what my work is. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't showed each other our stuff yet. We're going to do like a reveal. Yeah, so, our, our works. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Yep. Mm, take a sip of water. <laughs> so she just started. <laughs> uh, oh.
0: No man. All right. Um. Yeah. So this week our fifth episode special, we're talking about some of our favorite works of art. Um. I'm peeking. Don't. Look.
1: I. You know what it is. Is it Washington crossing the Delaware? not <laughs> yeah all right i'll go first wait why (laughs) not that i'm judging you are judging so (laughs) i'm judging a little bit why my favorite painting is watching the closet (laughs) with oh god (laughs) oh no i okay (laughs) i want to know why (laughs) just because i always look at that painting and then Mm -hmm. the only thing i really know about it is like Oh, that happened in Washington's Crossing, New Jersey. Oh. And it's like, okay. oh, I live near there.
0: All right, let this me This happened uh, in Jersey. Oh man. Okay, let me let me let me let me, let me calm down.
1: <laughs> Sorry for art Calling me, me out,
0: yeah, jeez. Okay. So <clears throat> uh, yeah.
1: Thanks, Nicole. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> And it's, that's what I'm Thanks for. for calling me on this lame work of art. It's not Washington Crossing the Delaware.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. So, my um, one of my absolute favorite paintings in this entire world is, in fact, Washington Crossing the Delaware Don't by Emmanuel you Lutz. Know. Mm-hmm. Um So, I, I am certain that everyone at home. As long as you're in, as a as long as you're an American, mm. I am sure that you have seen this painting. I mean, it has if you're been, from Jersey, you better have seen it. Oh yeah,
1: It's it happened in Washington's Crossing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's been reproduced in, in endless, countless textbooks. Um, I'm sure you've seen a poster of it somewhere. Maybe might even, have even been on the cover of your textbook. <laughs> yeah, it, you might have even been fortunate enough to see it at the Met. Um, What's at the Met? <clears throat> it is at the Met, mine, the Met. One
1: of mine is also at the Met. Oh, oh interesting. The Buddies. Oh. Well,
0: <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna tell you why I love this painting. Why it is my—I'm excited to hear. Absolute feat! i am I'm—I'm gonna do it. It's my absolute favorite painting <laughs> in this world. Um, so it's painted by Emmanuel Leutze uh, in 1851. So it does in fact t- depict George Washington crossing the Delaware um, during the Revolutionary War in 1776. Uh, Heading to the Battle of Trenton, which was fought the morning after Christmas. So there was some really terrible weather. We all know the story, but made it across the river. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a very powerful composition. We see George Washington on this boat, and he's standing. uh, We see his his knee up, and, and they're, like, marching. Well, I guess... Mm. Boating,
1: 160. Boating. <laughs> 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 like,
0: they, they're they're all very brave. We have the American flag wrapped up that's being you know very carefully held onto through the storm through the weather. And um, there are people pushing ice out of the way. We see this long trail of boats behind them, and it's just it's a very glorious and magnificent painting. It right? is right like it's the um the actual uh magnitude that this painting carries is really overwhelming. makes me want to chant USA. It does, right? It's it's a very patriotic painting. Um, One of the interesting things to note about the painting is that the artist, Emmanuel Lutz, he was was German. He was born in Germany, grew up in America, painted this in hopes, because this was when he returned to Germany as an adult, he painted this in hopes that Europeans would uh, kind of pick up on some of the inspiration and the patriotism of the revolution mm. that would help uh, the the 1848 revolutions that were happening in Europe. Mm-hmm. So it was like, look at what America has done; mm-hmm. we can do this too in Europe for the Reformation, which is, you know, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, but even more so, and I'm building up on like reasons as to why I love this. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will get there. Um, <clears throat> This painting is just uh, littered with historical inaccuracies, which I think is really funny. Yeah. Um, uh, You know, things about the actual weather and what Mm -hmm. the sky looks like are not right. Just not at all. There are horses on these boats in the back, um, which if you have ever seen a horse, (laughs) they're they're big things. Mm -hmm. Um, And you look at the actual boats, they're actually, uh, I was reading something about these, where the boats that were painted are incorrect. They're not the They're right little. boats. Yeah,
1: these look like little rowboats, little, like... It looks you know, like I have kayaks. It looks <laughs> no bigger than a kayak. Yeah, these these are
0: small boats. Um, And then there are other... So those historical inaccuracies are probably just because of uh, the, the knowledge of the artist. What mm-hmm. could he have actually known? Would he have known those specific kinds of boats? Whatever. Um, there are other historical inaccuracies as in uh, the actual people who are represented so on the first boat the figures are supposed to represent people from each of the 13 colonies mm. so there are different details that um are suggestive of like Delaware or suggestive of Massachusetts which is, is pretty interesting I do like that um, is That guy in
1: the back wearing like a coonskin cap yes
0: yeah so there's like a whole <laughs> bunch of different Uh, elements that are thrown in, which are kind of neat. And then
1: also this figure
0: here in the foreground, who's rowing Mm. in the red coat with, like, the brown hair and a a black scarf, Um, that's a particularly androgynous figure, which was uh, perhaps to represent a woman, Mm. which is interesting, too. Go lady. Right? Um, (laughs) Some of my other favorite parts of this painting um, is the... (laughs) This is, this is, again, if we want to talk about dedication, so um, Lutz painted the very first painting and completed it in 1850, right? Um, but that painting was burned down in his studio, Oh, so it caught on fire, because it was oil on linen, so it just, like, went mm, up in flames, and that painting was just gone. just, like basically gasoline. Yep. <laughs> um, so he created a second painting, an exact replica, finished that, and completed that in 1851. Um, and then that painting oh. was destroyed in an air raid in World War II in 1942. So he recreated the painting again. Wait, how old was he
1: when he recreated it? Old. Yeah, like 1942. Yeah, this was painted in 18.
0: What? Yeah. Dang. So and then like it's an old man. Old,
1: old, and um,
0: <laughs> and then so the painting that exists now is like the recreated third replica of the painting, um, and that's what hangs in the Met, and it recently has traveled in the past few years, but if we want to get to my absolute favorite reason that I love this painting, um, is because of my experience with it at the Met. Mm -hmm. So, this painting is in fact larger than life. Nicole, have you ever seen it? I'm sure I have, but I don't remember it. So, it hangs in the American Wing. Um, and they recently redid The American Wing, and it just doesn't have the same effect that it had before. All right, let me tell you. Are we ready for story time? Story time. Do you want to get your sit upon? I'm good. I got my heated blanket. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> Even better. All right. Um, so when I was a little girl, my uh, my oldest sister is significantly older than me. She's uh, 21 years older than me, so when I was a little girl, like, she wasn't at home, and I wasn't super close with her, but we she would always come and try to, like take me out for the day, and we would spend time together, and I don't think she, like, really knew what to do with me. I was, like, I I don't know, maybe seven or eight, and she, like, didn't know where to take me or what to do, so she suggested one time that we go to a museum. And I'm, like, seven or eight. I'm, like, I don't care. I don't want to go to a museum, but I wanted to spend time with my sister. Like, that was important, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to, and I was, like, oh, she suggested a museum. I'll go to a museum. So she took me to New York for the day, and we went to the Met, and, um... I remember, like, not caring. Just having, like, absolute museum overload and mm-hmm. just being, like, I don't know. Especially when you're that little. Right, I was such a little girl. And, like, some of the artwork that's at the Met is just kind of, like,
1: blah, blah, blah. And I got a bluey in
0: my <laughs> blanket. Little cats being cute. Those sphinx. Um, So, you know, I was at the Met, and I, I didn't really care about a lot of this work, but uh, I, I was just really excited to be there with my sister. And I remember mm-hmm. we were walking through... And the Met is huge. Oh my gosh, you could spend days there. Um, and I remember we're walking through and we get to the American Wing and we're walking down this long hallway and there's like boring oil painting portrait after boring mm-hmm. painting of, you know, old white dudes. Yeah. Like, I don't care. <laughs> and we turn this corner and uh, we walk into this this hallway that has uh, Washington crossing the Delaware. And... I'm absolutely struck by the magnitude of this painting. Mm-hmm. It's huge, like it's 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 a giant painting. The figures are larger than life, and as a little girl, I'm standing like eye level with some of these, uh, like the ice that's in the water, mm-hmm. and and it's just um it's for the first time I felt so moved by art. Like it was the Aww. first time that I realized that art could be so uh, meaningful that's or actually really cute. right. It was like the first time I had like the little like flurries in my stomach over art. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was the first time that I realized that, like, it could be meaningful, that there was something that, like, that had that, uh, that stir in me that I wanted to create, that I wanted to do, that I, that I wanted to be around and know more about mm-hmm. art. So Ooh. that's why I love this painting. I regret calling <laughs> you out. That's really sweet, <laughs> right? But it's just like the, the, the moment—the sheer uh, mammoth size of this painting and being this little girl and being struck by um, the experience of like probably being with my sister and then just seeing this incredible painting
1: mm-hmm.
0: was a that was enough that that has stuck with me. And then and like finding out all the other stuff about it is really cool, but I guess it mm. was that same like spirit of revolution and the same giant spirit of, of that day
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, being excited by art for the first time. So that's my Let's that's see. my favorite work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think like I live like minutes away from the Delaware. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, just the idea of, like, crossing the Delaware, I'm like, yeah, what about it? I did it twice today. It's like, yeah. you know, sometimes it just falls by the wayside yeah. for me, because I'm like, yeah. I'm yeah, of course. Away. It's just,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's it's just a river. It's for you. Yeah. Right, right.
1: But in this painting, it really does look like an ocean. And, yeah. like, I get that. It's, like, this, like, monumental moment of, like, is that, mm-hmm. like, the Battle of Trenton was when they kind of, like, turned it around, Yeah, right? yeah. And this was like that surprise attack. They didn't expect them to go across. So exactly. it means a lot. But then, yeah, sometimes it's just like the mundaneness for me of the Delaware. I'm like, What's I'm so special i like, it? Right, it down right. the Delaware <laughs> like once a summer, yeah. forever. Yeah. So, okay. Are you ready for mine? Nicole, I am so
0: ready. Tell me, what is your favorite okay. work?
1: I'm going to save my, I have two. All right. You're going to do your second one too, right? Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Okay. I'm going to do my contemporary one. Oh, I never screenshot my older one. This is my contemporary Dang, one, Kelsey. get out of here! Yeah. Oh, Nicole. So, what does this look like? Oh, it's a Magritte.
0: It's an interpretation of a Magritte. It yeah. sure
1: is. So, this is actually entitled Kissing Magritte. Mm, mm-hmm. um, it is uh, by Joe Webb, and it was made in 2012. It's a collage. A lot of his work... I have another photo, too, which I think like helps give it context. Um, a lot of his work looks like, um, 1950s photographs, Mm, mm -hmm. um, tell me if I'm saying this wrong, juxtaposed?
0: Yeah, juxtaposition, juxtaposed. Yeah, with, like,
1: celestial bodies. And so, in this work, it's, um, a man, well, it's, yeah, let's call it a man with a bowler hat. A figure. And a cane, a figure on the left, and a woman giving him a smooch on the right, mm-hmm. only the man's face and hands are not visible, and they're just, like, the same as the background, which is, like, a slightly cloudy, really blue sky. Um, so, I forget how I even found this artist, but uh, what really drew me to him is I love, like, the cheesy 1950s ads, yeah. and this just reads like that, mm-hmm. of, like are your nails too brittle, like, from washing dishes? Like, your husband doesn't want you to have brittle nails. Mm-hmm. And all of his work is, it, like, kind of pokes fun at, like, the, those, like, ideals of that time. Of, right. like, this woman on the right is, like, very done up. Like, she's wearing lipstick. She's wearing eye makeup. I believe she has earrings in. My picture is really fuzzy. Um, her hair is styled. She's wearing this nice dress that's clean, not wrinkled. So it's very clearly like this, like a very traditional yeah. kind of Housewife. couple here. Housewife. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there's the man in his suit and bowler hat looking like he's some kind of like banker mm-hmm. going off to work for the day. And she's smooching him goodbye, but he's invisible. Yeah. So I love, I kind of get like two feelings out of this of... Like, kind of, this 19, 1950 ideal doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And it's just absurd to pretend that it does. Like, it's absurd that you have to be done up to kiss your husband goodbye for his day at work. Yeah, yeah. And it's absurd to, like, just pretend that you're this, like, perfectly clean, polished being. Mm-hmm. And then it's also obvious to the viewer or the outsider that it's staged and that. Yeah, like that's this isn't staging.
0: Real. Right, right. And that, right.
1: Okay, yeah, great. But then. Like, just looking at this one, I feel like that's the kind of feeling you get. But I feel like his other work... I'm going to flip over to this one. Ooh, cool. Yeah. So this one is uh, a woman. It's, again, two figures, presumably a woman and a man. And the woman is visible. The man, again, is just this, like, celestial body. He looks like... Like, if you ever... Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It's, like, it's a Magritte.
0: Nicole, now I have to do my (laughs) other piece.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do it. But, um... Again, this woman is, like, embracing this outline of a man, but the outline of the man is just filled in with, like, stars Mm -hmm. and galaxies. So, um, like, again, my second, the first one was kind of, like, the ideal does not exist. Like, it's unrealistic. It's obvious that it's staged. But the other one is, like, our affair with the universe. And it's, like, this idealistic human view of, like, what we want to be and what we could be. But it's, like, in the context of our universe. So. Say that again. That's really beautiful. (laughs) Say that again. Okay. So, let me see if I remember. So, what I have written down is our idealistic human view. What we could be, what we want to be, us in the context of the universe. Wow. Yeah. And he has other ones of, like, children jumping off diving boards, Mm -hmm. like, into, like, a... A photograph of earth from space wow so it's all of these things that's of, cool like i like the way that he shows us interacting with the universe because like at the end of it all like that's what we are
0: it's oh like my we're gosh. our own little universes stop i love it <laughs> wow yeah that's really beautiful yeah very cool and they're all collages
1: most of them he's been yeah. dabbling in silkscreen recently Ooh. which i kind of like because yeah. then it's I don't know, like collage. It's okay, okay, but I like mm-hmm. silkscreen. Interesting. I don't like to make it, but I like to look at <laughs> it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of his work uses this juxtaposition, and yeah, these ideas of people versus universe. So Very cool. I dig it. Oh man, Nicole Knight. Look him up, Joe Webb. Yeah. Two bees. <laughs> Sometimes I you have to type that. artists because there's also like a football player named Joe Webb. Oh. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, you gonna do your second one?
0: I don't know. I want to save it. I mean, mine's very apropos because those are all in, um, in the style of some Magritte works, mm-hmm. but... the steel. <laughs> yeah. So, my other absolute favorite work of art is a Magritte painting.
1: Oh, who's that? <laughs>
0: my absolute favorite artist... Um, and I was also kind of undecided of whether we should just do an episode on our favorite artist, because then mm. I could, Nicole, you know I could talk for days and days about Magritte. I'm listening, I just want to cookie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Magritte's, um, <laughs> he's
0: a cool guy. You know, René Magritte, a Belgian surreal artist, as, um, favorite artist.
1: Jardin. Yeah, Nicole,
0: go munch there, <laughs> <laughs> snapping into a cookie. Oh my gosh. Um, so this painting, The Lovers, was painted in 1928, it's oil on canvas, and, um, you know, I, I just absolutely have, like, the truest affinity for Magritte. Any opportunity I get, I will talk about him. Mm-hmm. I, I will write every paper. I will, <laughs> I will do everything I possibly can to explore and discuss the uh, the magic and the myth of
1: Magritte. Oh, what you should go over, unless you're going to get to it later, the fun fact that we learned. Or should we save it for the end of the oh, episode? Oh, dang. I can't, because it's so much, but I I'm like...
0: You need, mm. you need all that build-up. And then, like, to say that one little fact about, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. So, I we're, we're going to have to do a different episode on just, like, our favorite artists for okay. sure. Um, but I absolutely love this painting. Probably a little bit more for the aesthetics than necessarily the world that comes with Magritte. Mm-hmm. Um, but the painting itself is two figures, much like Nicole just described for her mm-hmm. last work, because it's, it's modeled after Magritte's painting. Yeah, yeah Joe um,
1: Webb's art is definitely... Like, this is, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it's two figures. We can assume it's a, a woman and a man. Um, and they are kissing. However, their faces are enshrouded in white cloth. So, they're, they are, like, kissing through this fabric and through this cloth. Mm-hmm. You um, can't see any part of their head. Right. It's, like, right, just their shoulders. And then they're, like, hooded. Exactly. So, but their wrapped. faces are veiled. um.
1: Can't see any hair. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's very... It's really disconcerting. It's really kind of disturbing in a sense. The painting mm-hmm. is a little bit darker. We're in this room. It's very simple. There's, like... No, there's The background is
1: so minimal. We see... Um, it's like an ombre from black to light blue. Yeah, yeah. A it's, red it's, wall. It's just
0: two walls. We get a ceiling. ceiling. We get, like, molding.
1: That's um, some nice
0: crown molding, though. It is. It's really nice. Uh, <laughs> the painting itself is so super simple, but it has all of the, the perfect elements of a Magritte. Um, and... I I don't want to say too much more, because we have, this is like, we have an episode about Magritte, we have an episode, (laughs) like, we, we, um, I I love this painting for a lot of the reasons that Magritte is mysterious, but I also just love the aesthetic quality of this painting. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, sorry, did you want to add something? I was just going to ask, like, what's your favorite part aesthetically? Oh, the entirety of it. The entire? Yeah, I mean, like, I like the, the simplicity I just like the in the colors. Folds of the sheets. Oh, yeah, that's very nice too. That's, uh, that's um, my <laughs> my favorite. I think it's like the the dark monotone, you know, very very mm-hmm. limited color palette. Um, it's one of Magritte's older works too, when there are some things that, that hint to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also I had this student a couple years ago who was like the coolest kid. She used to have, like, a mm-hmm. C. Buscemi pin that she would wear on her, oh, like, hell yeah. yeah, on her denim jacket. Like, she was just mm. a really cool kid, but she used to make the pins herself. She had, like, one of those little button makers. Mm. And uh, she asked me one time who my favorite artist was, and I told her Magritte. And then for Christmas, she she made me a pin that had The Lovers on it. And I was like, did I tell you this is my favorite painting? And she was uh, like, She no. read you like a She book. was like, I just thought it was really cool. I thought you would like it. And I was like, you're really cool. <laughs> thanks it's a so, small kid right like I, I have that pin I love that so much but I just oh man I love this painting mm-hmm. that's it that's it yeah I'm not gonna say too much more <laughs> okay I'll talk about Magritte another time so, so Nicole you got a second you got a second favorite I else? sure do right,
1: can you start. guess the subject matter?
0: is it is it at all religious
1: <laughs> it sure as hell is that's right of course it is um I don't know, man. It's just... It always tell us, draws me tell back us about in. It. So this is... Um, the opening of the fifth seal by El Greco. It was painted in 1608. This is also housed at the uh, the Metropolitan Museum of <laughs> Um, I don't know what wing it is. But I know, like, where it is. Like, I know how to get there. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. Because I'm always like, I have to go see it. And, like, yeah. El, I don't know. El Greco just isn't one of those guys. Like, he's not, like... Van Gogh or, mm-hmm. I don't know. What does that mean? He's not, like, one of those where people are like, I have to go see The Sunflowers. Oh, right. I have to go see Starry Night, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Um, he's a cool dude, but, yeah, I feel like he's, he's just kind of, like, an artist. Like, he's famous, but yeah. he's not, like... You know, yeah, an impressionist, so I guess he's not popular enough for sure. people. Sure, there you are. Okay, but <laughs> before 1908, this painting was actually named Profane Love, which I didn't know before doing my research for mm, this. Interesting, and I'll get into that in a little bit later. But this is oil on canvas, it's um seven feet by six and a half feet, which Whoa. I don't remember it being that, big. that sounds really big. I remember it being like about the size of me, like looking mm-hmm. up at it, like but it is like they're. At eye level, mostly, like, they go a little bit below you, a little bit above you, so... Right. ...bad at estimating, so maybe that's it. <laughs> um, the subjects in this is... It's religious. It's um, from a story from the Book of Revelations, which is the happiest book of the Bible. <laughs> oh, um, no. This depicts the souls of persecuted martyrs crying out for God to, um, you know, strike justice upon their persecutors. <laughs> yeah. So, basically like in the most biblical biblical way possible they're like we want revenge dude <laughs> <laughs> um so just describing the painting there's a large figure on the left side who almost takes up the whole like basically there's maybe like a centimeter where he's not on the what am i saying
0: in the picture plane yeah the picture yeah. plane
1: thank you mm-hmm. he's shrouded in this like blue Bathrobe-looking thing, yeah, like comfort goals. Um, this is Saint John the Baptist, and then those behind him again are the souls of the martyrs, mm-hmm. and they're described as the naked souls in the chaotic naked souls in the chaotic storm of emotion, Whoa. receiving their white robes of salvation. Wow. So behind these white figures, there's um, like these really bright, colorful cloths. And I think that is my absolute favorite part of this painting is, like, through the middle, there's St. John's blue robe. And then below him, there's a bright red robe. There's a yellow robe and, a, like, a green cloth. I guess it's not a robe. They're yellow and green cloths. Pardon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, just for the time period, a lot of the work's done. This is in the Mannerism um, time period where... A lot of the works are elongated, there's high contrast and value, there's dramatic lighting, which we have here, but usually the colors were like more neutral, more mm. earth toned, yeah. where he's going for like Crayola crayon <laughs> colors, which I love. It's my favorite. Um, but it was also believed, just before I move on from this, that there was extra above and below what we have here now mm. that was cut off um, at some point on the upper portion. Was believed to have depicted divine loves. There might have been more going on with like these little cherubs, little cherubs passing, yeah. like passing off the white robes, and then below was supposed to be profane love. So mm. who knows? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can speculate, but I don't know. <laughs> um, but what drew me to this is that um, I never really liked historical art. I don't know, I was just like, ah, oh, it's contemporary or nothing. Like, mm-hmm. my other favorite work is just Mondrian with, like, these bright, colorful squares. <laughs> and I think, like, this is the closest thing to that, but, like, of this time period, where um, it's just, like, these bright blocks of color mm-hmm. with these, like, really abstract, not really abstract, but almost abstract figures. So it's, like, a almost... Like an early abstract work where we have these color blocks yeah. next to these white figures. The that...
0: f- yeah, the figures are so pale; mm-hmm. they're, they're almost like um, like ghastly. Like yeah. they look like cadavers almost. Which yeah. is um, that definitely adds to that contrast that we see between the color and them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like the colors <laughs> it's, it's eerie. Yeah. But it's just so different, so striking, Mm -hmm. and then it's just, like, all these colors with these white bodies outlined in black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not something that you'd expect to see from that time period, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, it fits, but then it doesn't, so it's like, what is this?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's a very peculiar piece just looking at it on its own. It almost feels like the, the part with John the Baptist in the foreground, like, doesn't fit with the rest of it. Yeah. Right? Like, that feels so different so from the rest big. of the painting. And he's not outlined in black, and he's much more realistic. And, and he's in clothing. And even, like, the sky. Ha- yeah, he's in clothing. even <laughs> the sky has, like, these swirly blues and, and pinks mm-hmm. to it. It's It feels so different from the rest of it. So we, I, I think, of course, so much more emphasis goes to these elongated figures. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Dang.
1: So that's all I got?
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool frame, too. I wonder if that's an original frame for it.
1: I don't know. Dang. Might be. But yep. again, they said it was bigger. so. Yeah.
0: You know what, Nicole? You know what this sounds like to me? Mm-hmm. That we need a trip to the Met.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, then we can We do need to some. go visit our paintings. Yeah. yeah, we do. We can go see our some. paintings. Uh, our. <laughs> we, we have made them, we are famous. Mm-hmm. I do have to admit, I do like to go see Van Gogh's irises yeah. when I'm at the Met too. of yeah, course. A sucker.
0: Oh, of course. We still gotta see. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> the yeah, stupid, stupid irises. Gotta see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. That's all we got for you.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks. You can also follow us on our social media uh, sites. We're on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram handle, is, Kelsey, let us know. <laughs> yeah, it's S-D-R-A-H
0: podcast, as in Sex Drugs and Rococo Art History Podcast.
1: And on Facebook, you can just search Sex Drugs and Rococo, and we should pop up. Um, our email address is also the same as our Instagram, just in case you mm-hmm. want to send us any questions about art history or fan mail all your love send us your love yeah we'd love Uh, to hear it
0: you can find us at s-c-r-a-h podcast at Mm gmail.com and thanks again thanks